0: Welcome to the Emanuel Church podcast. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God and has called all believers to a higher standard of Christian living. If you'd like to learn and grow while understanding biblical teaching, then you're in the right place. Here is our shepherd, Pastor R.L. White, Sr. We're in the gospel according to John chapter 16. Gospel according to John chapter 16. I encourage everyone listening, everyone watching. Pastor encourages you when you tune in, when you come to Emmanuel Church, bring your Bible with you. Amen. Bring a paper and pen or pencil, or if you're young and you know how to take notes in your phone, do what you need to do. But take notes. And allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you during the week. Amen. Amen. Say, I am, an influencer. I am an influencer. Take a moment to reflect on your past week, the people you came in contact with. I hope you use your influence for good and not for evil. What a blessing it is for every born again believer to be open to receive what God has for us. Everyone in this building today, everyone watching this broadcast today, I have to say this, God is going to do something special for you because you have made him priority today. There's all kind of stuff going on all over the city, everywhere, but you chose to come to church Lord, I- I'm expecting. No, get your hands up. Say, Lord, I'm expecting. I-, I told you last week, You can. there's nobody else you know on this planet, maybe Mars, but on this planet, there's nobody you know that can remember everything you said to them except God. And God remembers every single prayer you have prayed since the day you were born. Look at somebody and say, that's awesome. Uh, Deacon Slaughter, I'm serious too. Could you loan me $5,000? No, I'm saying, can you loan me $5,000? That's five. Brother Marvin, I'm serious. I'm not joking either. Who else can loan me $5,000? I'm serious. Look at all my members. To all my members, that's, that's five. Hold your hand up. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Okay. Uh, that's good enough. I'm serious, too. I will give you $50,000. Is this on? Are we recording? $50,000 cash. If you can remember every prayer you've prayed since you've been born as smart as you is but God remembers every prayer and remember the wonderful thing about God is this all the prayers you've prayed when you was 5 I know it's a long time ago for some of y'all 10 15, 20, 30, 40, God remembers every prayer and God knows when to answer. God knows when to move. God knows when to tell you to step over. God knows when to tell you to be still. God knows when to tell you to be strong. God knows when to tell you to walk by Say, I am an influencer. Our encounters are not by chance. Each week you listen to God's word. Don't just hear it. Please write this down. Apply the word. Whenever Satan came up to talk to Jesus, Jesus applied the word. Everything in the Bible that God says I can do, I can do it. Everything in the Bible that God says I can have, I can. I'm not hearing noise. I'm not hearing thunder. I'm hearing God speak. All because I am connected. I love it. Come on, get your hands out. Say, I, this is interactive time. Say, I am, I am connected. Now, see, just for a few minutes, tune out everybody on your roll. And just look up to God and say, I am connected to your kingdom. I'm not going to be worried and freaking out and stressing out because I'm connected to something greater than myself. Come on, look who you're talking to right now. You're connected. You're not by yourself. You are connected to the greatest kingdom that has ever been in existence. You are connected, divinely connected, because of Jesus. Why are you not shouting? Because you are connected to the kingdom. Hallelujah. Everything I need comes from the kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. I am connected. When you are connected, don't allow your old nature to try to creep up. I'm going to pause right here. Pastor made the statement yesterday, and I had members come up and talk to me after service, and members tell me this morning Pastor, thank you, because I needed to hear that. This to all senior people don't grow old and mean. Pastor talking about me. Only you know if I'm talking about you or not. Don't grow old and grumpy. You wonder if nobody wants to be around you. Oh, just some of y'all quiet. Take a self. Don't surrender to your old nature. I just can't help it. That's just the way I am. I'm just mean and grumpy. Well, you go going to be mean and grumpy over in the corner. Give yourself a time out. Life is too short, man. Whatever time you got left, you better enjoy your life. I'm mad, I'm mad. Keep on being mad while the person you's mad at, they laughing, enjoying their life, eating barbecue and chicken. Hallelujah. Don't go back to how you used to live. Don't let the devil tell you you can't change. We used to say this. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. First of all, you're not a dog. I'm not a dog. No, you're not a dog. Second of all, I don't have time to be learning tricks. Okay. Because of... The truth because I'm coming into more knowledge of God I don't want to go back to the way I used to be amen. say amen. amen Jesus warns us throughout the New Testament that everything we're seeing take place in our society today are not current events they're actually kingdom events and I was talking to the Lord this morning uh, um, brother Hughes and I was saying Lord I, I can't this is a shame anybody want to hear the truth No, I I need to hear you. Does anyone want to hear the truth? I, I said, Lord, this is a shame. I said, most of the time in my opening monologue, I like to come out and talk about a few current events. But I said, Father, there's so... You turn the TV on, you hear about this mass shooting, that mass shooting, this... I said, I, I can't keep up with all the killings and the murders and the gun violence, not only in America, but all over the world, because these are kingdom events. I have to I want to reiterate it over and over and over. Jesus said, don't be surprised when you hear about all this crazy stuff taking place. Jesus said, just make sure you prepared. you're prepared yourself to stand. He told his disciples, he told us today, don't be surprised when you hear of wars and rumors of wars and fathers against fathers, daughters against daughters, people doing ungodly stuff. Despite all of this taking place, how many of you are saved? If you're saved, put your hand on yourself. And say it and mean it. I am protected. protected. There are things that have happened this year. I'm going to see how many honest folk I got up in here. I'm going to close my eyes. Things that happened this year should have taken you out. No, let me see your hand. Say, I am protected. No, I mean I should have been dead. My testimony should have been cut off. But the grace of God... The love of God, the mercy of God, the goodness of God, the protection of God was all around me. Come on, give him praise. I'm not going to rush. Come on, give him praise. These men will have an incredible night with Jesus. During this entire discourse, Jesus was communicating with them about future events. And the future events he was talking about 2,000 years ago, we're seeing them take place today. And they're only taking place today because 2,000 years ago, the world rejected Jesus. In today's lesson, please write this down. We're going to be taking a look at verses 28 and 29 that contain significant theological implications that would give us a clearer understanding of what Jesus was dealing with during his departure. He was leaving and he was going to send the Holy Spirit. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, I love this, Through the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I hope you have been experiencing a new level of peace. A new level of calmness. Say amen, someone. And please write this down. I hope you are experiencing a new level, Deacon Roberts, of self-control. Self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit. You don't have to fly off the handle when you have self. You don't have to lose your cool when you have self. You don't have to walk in fear or in doubt when you have self. Jesus talks to the disciples about trusting in what he's saying is true his death upon the cross his burial and his resurrection we're all blessed to live in the results of it today I say this every week because I don't want you to forget it write it down I'm living you already know what I'm going to say in the future Jesus is the only one that can give us hope for our future remind yourself I'm not going to react out of fear And don't just say it, start doing it. I'm not going to react out of fear. Because I know who Jesus is, and I know all that he represents. I will not live my life in fear. And you got to get bold about it. I'm not going to do it. If you want to live in fear and in worry, that's your choice. But the Bible says I don't have to because I have a new level of Christian living. I have a new life. I've been given a new birth. And see, oh, I wish I had time to talk about that. I'm on a new journey. I'm on a new path. I'm walking with God closer than I ever have. I'm hearing from God Clearly, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit is speaking, and once we realize who he really is and all he came to do, that ought to change our perspective. Please write this down. Are you a people pleaser or a God pleaser? Do you spend most of your time trying to please people? Or do you spend most of your time trying to please God? And when we get wrapped up in trying to please people, listen, let me tell you this, church. I found this out the hard way. Some people, I'm going to say it in my way, ain't going to never be happy. Some people will find something to complain about no matter how good you try to treat them. Jefferson, get me some dun 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 this because I'm spitting it, man. I mean, I don't care what you try to do for them, some people are just gonna find a reason to complain. So make sure you please God above everybody else. When you please God, when you seek God first, then God takes care of say, I'm a God pleaser. Come on, confess it in his holy sanctuary. I'm a God pleaser. When we're a God pleaser, we don't concern ourselves with what people say. I hope you already wrote this down. I'm a God pleaser. I have a new relationship with God. A new relationship with God. In that new relationship, during the power of prayer, I don't have to wait till breakfast, lunch, or dinner to talk to God. Oh, We're going to get into something today, man. I'm, the Holy Spirit's going to put this together. I can talk to God anytime anywhere you know what I've even gotten so good even if you I can still talk to him who else do you know can read your thoughts like God can God is so powerful the Bible says come here brother Duran you're a young man hurry up brother The Bible says, come on with me, before you can even get up, you know where I'm going? Before you can get up off your knees, get up slow. I know you're young, but do it slow before you get up off your knees, before you even get up asking God, before you even say in Jesus' name, amen, God has already, come on, man. He's already answered your prayer. Don't be surprised when you go home and everything's well. Don't be surprised when you go to work and people are treating you differently. Don't be surprised when you go to your mailbox and you don't have a lot of bills in your box. Don't be surprised because God is answering your prayer. Come on and celebrate your prayer. I-, I told you last Sunday a new relationship with God produces a new relationship with others. I told you God is going to bring dream builders into your life. <sighs> Slip your hand up, say, Lord, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it alone see when in order for God to bring oh new people into your life, dream builders he needs why don't you come up here and preach? <laughs> in order for him to bring new people, there's some old folk, I don't mean old in age, old in your thinking, that he wants to get rid of. You got people in your life constantly telling you what you cannot do. God doesn't want them in your life. God's trying to build you up, not tear you, I want to go somewhere, but I'll leave that alone. Please remember when we pray, we're not just praying to God. But when you pray, we're actually having a dialogue between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm going to get into something today we've never been taught. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Gospel of John, chapter 16, please find verse 28. Pastor's reading from the Amplified Bible. Jesus said, (laughs) Amen, baby. Amen, Jesus said it. (laughs) Praise him with your little baby voice. Jesus says, I came out from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I am leaving the world and I'm going to the Father. Here in verse 28, Jesus talks about his relationship with his Father. And he declares, look at it carefully, he makes a statement and declares that he came from where? He came from the Father. He was not talking about his earthly father, Joseph. He was talking about his heavenly father, Almighty God. This shows us his divine origin. And I told you last week, remember, the Jewish communities was in an uproar because they did not believe he was who he said he was. Jesus, yes, he was claiming to be God, and his claim was true. Say amen. That made people so angry that he was claiming to be God. But they didn't understand, just like the scripture, 1 John that we read this morning, Minister McGee, in the beginning was the word. Jesus had existed eons before his human birth. Jesus, by coming into the world, he actually reveals to humanity God's divine plan for salvation. Please write it down. I love saying this. God... Sister Lucretia, always has a plan. Not sometimes, not every once in a while. It's not a possibility. He always has a plan. The number one mission of Jesus here on earth was to reveal the Father to the world. And to bring salvation. This was 2,000 years ago. And God is so powerful. His plan is so gracious that 2,000 years later, the plan of salvation is still available. No matter what you've done in your life, no matter what age you are, if you repent and ask God to forgive you, you can be saved today. I told you last Sunday, don't let this be your best life. My best life's gonna be in eternity with my father. So well, I'm doing it now, Pastor. You don't know how large I'm living. It's not a matter of how large you live in, how much are you giving? The number one mission of Jesus was to show the world what the Father was like. Jesus is telling his disciples, look at verse 28. He's telling them that he's going away and that he's going to return to the Father because he was getting ready to complete his mission through obedience. Acts of obedience are not always easy. God will sometimes cause us and call us to do things that are not easy. If everything was easy, man, you'd be on easy street. I have in my office, in my bookshelf, some of you remember this, it's a button that you push. It's a red button from, is Office Max still around? From Office Max. It's called an easy button. If you push the, yeah. Do you want to come preach today? If you push the button, it says, that was easy. Wouldn't it be nice if whenever something came up, you could just push a button and say, that was easy? You know what? We have something better than that. Greater is he. And this is not not a joke. He's not a gimmick. He's real. He's just as real as your flesh. He's as real as the Holy Spirit is in here. And when you have an issue, when you have a problem, when you have a situation, you don't have to go to look for frivolous things to try to give you an answer. Seek God first, ask the Holy Spirit, and He will speak to you. Look at your neighbor. Say, I know He will. Come on, tell somebody, say, I know He will. Everything that God asks you to endure, it will not be easy. But remind yourself, just like Jesus, God has equipped me. Write it down. God has equipped me. And you know how he, equipped, he equips us? Through your experiences. Everything you've been through, look back and see how you've grown. Look and see how strong you are from where you used to be. God has equipped me to complete my mission. And it's my mission to tell everyone about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus was getting ready to depart this world, and this was a very crucial time because redemptive work was getting ready to take place, and he wanted to make sure the disciples understood, fellas, the world is getting ready to change. Because I'm leaving, but someone's coming that's gonna have his spirit everywhere. And we are blessed to live 2,000 years later, and we have the Holy Spirit with us every single day. Jesus was only here for 33 and a half years, but the Holy Spirit, he's been here over 2,000 years. How many of you realize who the Holy Spirit is? He's not a visitor. Jesus was going to return to his father only after he completed his mission. Don't give up too soon. When things get challenging, when things get hard, remember, you have a key. What's my key, Pastor? P- O-P. Some of us know it really works. Say amen. We know that the Holy Spirit is sent by the Father and the Son. Why is the Holy Spirit sent? He's sent to guide us. Please write it down. To guide believers into all truth. He's sent to empower us to spread the gospel. The Holy Spirit wants to empower you. Why does he want to empower me? To spread the gospel. And I told you, we spread the gospel not only by what we say, but we spread the gospel in what we do. Look at verse 28. Jesus says, I am leaving the world, and I'm going to my Father. This shows us, look at it, that there's unity between the Father and the Son. And the Holy Spirit actually affirms that there is one God in three persons. This is the point I want to tell you now. When we pray, please look at Pastor, so you don't miss it. When we pray, God is not legalistic like man is. The Holy Spirit lives where? Thank you. Some of y'all are like, I don't know. I'm asking a question. Where does the Holy Spirit live? Amen. Touch yourself then. Stop being afraid to touch yourself. Say, he lives in me. Amen. The Holy Spirit, look at little Eric. That's right, young man. He said, the Holy Spirit lives in me. Not only does the Holy Spirit live in you, so we have him inside of us, We have Jesus sitting on the right hand of the Father. We have God the Father who's aware of everything. Now listen to pastor. So when you pray, don't get so wrapped up. Did I say in Jesus' name? Did I say in the name of the Holy Spirit? Did I say in the name of Abba Father? Don't get so wrapped up. Know that when you're talking to Jesus, you're talking to the Holy Spirit. When you're talking to the Holy Spirit, you're talking to God. Jesus said, for me and my Father, we are one. So when you pray, know that you're actually having a dialogue with three people. So if you forget what you prayed, (sighs) some of y'all missing it. If you forget what you prayed last Monday, because I don't remember what I prayed last Monday. Anybody here remember last? We don't remember everything we prayed, but in case you forget, tell your neighbor, just in case. In case you forget, the Holy Spirit knows, Jesus knows, and God knows. So I think we're pretty covered. Come on and put your hands together. So don't get hung up when you're praying to say, oh, I forgot to say, Holy Spirit, please help me. If you holler out, God, help me, the Holy Spirit understands that. If you holler out, Jesus, I need you, the Holy Spirit, he understands that. I have a member here, and I want this to be recorded forever. I'm so thankful and proud of her for her strength. I have a member here, and I know this is the middle of the message, but I want to obey the Holy Spirit. Stand up, Sister Helen Brewer. The Holy Spirit, he is truly with you. Put your hands together for our sister here today. Our sister just buried her husband yesterday and thought enough to come to God's house. Let's encourage her because the Holy Spirit, he is with. Look at verse... 29. Look at what happens next. His disciples said to him, ah, okay. Lord, now you are speaking plainly to us and not in parables, in veiled language and figures of speech. I told you last week it took three and a half years for Jesus to speak plainly to his disciples only because they were not ready to receive the knowledge he was going to pour out on them. It has taken the church a minute. Say, I am the church. It has taken the church a minute to get where you are today. But now that you're here, you better buckle up, put the extra straps on, Because God is here, he's getting ready to speak plainly and clearly where there's no misunderstanding what he's getting ready to do for you. Somebody say, Lord, I am ready. ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The spirit of truth. And when we're ready to hear truth, the disciples been asking Jesus, check this out, I'm serious, man. For three and a half years, Peter was asking, Lord, speak plain to us. John, Lord, speak plain to us. Lord, please just tell us plainly. But Jesus talked with them in parables because they weren't ready. And people say, why wouldn't God show me this ten years ago? He couldn't show you ten years ago. Because... You weren't ready. You had to move some people. You had to move some stuff. You had to change the way your mind was regulated. But now, if you can say this, say, Lord, I'm ready. See, I don't have time for the foolishness. I'm ready for the truth. Because the Bible says it is the truth that sets us free hallelujah. The disciples responded to Jesus, said, please speak clearly to us. Please speak clearly to us. And without the Holy Spirit's help, humanity can't hear what God is trying to say. The disciples could not understand Jesus' parables on their own. Sometimes when God speaks to you, he may not give you all the pieces all at once, but trust the Holy Spirit. If God told you to step out on faith, know that God has already provided everything you need to accomplish the. T- Come on, clap your hands to accomplish what He has sent you out to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. To the power of the Holy Spirit. I have a deeper understanding of God's word. Please write this down. Write it down, write it down all over your paper. I love God's word. This particular verse highlights the importance of clear communication. For three and a half years, Jesus used figures of speech and metaphors and many times it confused the disciples. That's why when people come to church and they don't understand what's being said, oh, take the glasses off. That's why you can't come to church once every four weeks. Pastor, I know I ain't been here in two months, but I'm still connected. No, you're not. No, let the real people say amen now. Pastor, I ain't been to church in six months, but I'm still connected. No, you're not. How are you going to be connected if you don't ever spend any time in God's house? How are you going to be connected if you don't spend any time in God's word? How are you going to be connected and you only call on God through an emergency? Somebody say Spirit of Truth. When we know the Spirit of Truth, he not only corrects us, But he also directs us. This shows us here in verse 29 that clear communication is essential. If you are part of the kingdom of God, maturing Christians, clear communication is important. And God wants all of his children. Say, I'm God's child. God wants all of his children to clearly communicate with everybody we come in contact with. Your encounters that you're going to experience this week are going to be ordained by God the next five weeks. Please write this down. God made it simple. Please write this down. This is what God wants to communicate to the body of Christ. This is what God wants you to tell others that you meet the next five weeks. Number one, God loves you. Along with God loves you, put a comma there, and please write, God is not, and make not in all capital letters. God is not mad at me. Number two, please write this down. God has forgiven you. Please communicate that clearly. I was speaking with a gentleman this week, and I was communicating with him that God has already forgiven you. He's not going to forgive you one day. Forgiveness has already taken place. And you know when it took place? 2,000 years ago. When Jesus died upon the cross... And God raised him from the dead. Your sins. Let me walk over here. See, some people got one or two sins. Some of y'all need to stop lying. Pastor, I'm 18 years old. I got a few sins. You probably got a whole lot your mom and dad don't even know about. The Bible says no matter how many sins you have committed. And I'll be the first one to say, let me put this down, I have committed a lot. I I know y'all got wings. Move over. Those wings are coming out. I can feel the breeze coming up here. Out of all the sins, and think about this, this is real talk. All the sins we've ever committed, the secret ones. I'm saying, I me mean, honest folk, I like got, thank you, sister. The secret sins don't nobody know about. The Bible says the blood of Jesus cleanses us, washes us from all unrighteousness, all of our sins have already been washed away. Even the private sins that nobody knows about, but you and God, God has forgiven you. God has forgotten about it. Why don't you give him praise? I gotta stay here. Touch yourself. Say, I've been redeemed. The Bible says, let the redeemed do what? Look at your neighbor. Say, I've been forgiven. Wow. Okay, Holy Spirit. Pastor, you don't know what I've done. You just don't know. There's some things I've just never told anybody. God has forgiven you. Pastor, you don't know how I've treated people. You don't know how I've shucking and jiving, how I've schemed, how I've been a trickster, how I've been a liar, how I've been a cheater. Pastor, you don't know what I've done in my past. You've been forgiven. Amen. Repent. Say the word repent. Amen. Say repent. Amen. Now, now, don't get mad at your neighbor, but this is the Lord asking you to do this. Everybody on your row. Tap them with your Bible. Tell them to repent. The word repent means to turn and don't plan on doing it again. God has forgiven you. God's not mad at you. The word of God is so amazing the more you understand it. And that's what God is doing today. He's pouring out his spirit. So not only can some people understand it, but I love it here. And to everyone watch this broadcast. I have young children here, five years old, who come up to pastor to tell me, Pastor, I'm a faith walker. I said, what is a faith walker? Someone that just trusts God without seeing. If a five-year-old Say, I am a faith walker. This is very crucial that we understand this in the body of Christ. The deeper we get to know God, the more God's going to release knowledge to you. God is going to release knowledge to you. Write that down. God is going to release knowledge to me. Stop letting the devil tell you, God not going to tell you nothing. Yes, he is. He has been. The Holy Spirit has been speaking and equipping you in Jesus' name. In 2023, God is equipping you. He wants to change you. And I love saying this. God doesn't want to change you on the outside. First of all, he wants to change you. Because once he gets it straight on the inside, it will reflect on the outside. Please hear, Pastor. I'm going to say it a zillion times until the body of Christ catches on to it. When you meet people who put other people down, they only put them down because they're insecure. And God is going to change your funky attitude. Pastor, you shouldn't say funky attitude. Then don't have one. Uh-oh, some of y'all quiet. I'm only talking about where we live. God is going to change you on the inside. He's fixing your inside where you're not bitter and angry and in knots over your past. We have to learn how to release things and let them. I see you back there. Look at verse 29. It shows us the importance of growing in our faith. The disciples' faith in Jesus grew, and they were able to understand his teachings better. As believers, as faith walkers, our faith should be increasing as we gain a deeper understanding through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. If you've been coming to church If you've been watching, listening, participating, you should have a deeper understanding of God's word. Amen. Spiritual growth is what God wants to see in all of his children. And as faith walkers, as believers, we should be in pursuit of new growth. Please write this down and pastors get ready to close. Father God, and I want you to go back and look at it this week, write it in your own handwriting. Father God, I want to know you better. I don't want to just know you like my grandpa and grandma and my mama and my dad. I want to know you intimately. I want to have a close relationship with you. And you know what God is doing for the body of Christ? He's making himself so tangible. He's making himself so real. You don't have to tell me God is real. I know it. It's in my core. It's in every fiber. It's in every atom. God is real. And he wants to get to know us better. And how do we get to know him better? Through the power of prayer. Remember, when you're talking to Jesus, you're talking to God. When you're talking to the Holy Spirit, you're talking to God. You can't have one. Please stand to your feet. Because of Jesus and his divine sacrifice upon the cross, God is transforming. Lift your hands to heaven. God is transforming and preparing his church. It is the Holy Spirit that is beginning to change your desires. It is the Holy Spirit that's causing you to be a nicer, kinder, more generous person. More generous with your kind words. More generous with your attitude. Holy Spirit, I don't want to walk around unpleasing and unsatisfactory in your sight. I want to be pleasing and acceptable unto God. Come on, lift your hands. God has called us to a higher standard of Christian living And since we're connected to the vine, since we're connected to the kingdom, the supernatural world is just raining down blessings from heaven. Oh, you ought to reach your hand up. I said, raining down blessings from heaven. The Holy Spirit is revealing new spiritual truths that we've never known before. Thank you, Father that I am a maturing Christian. Thank you, Father, that I'm going to walk in your light. Thank you, Father, that I'm going to walk in my authority. Come on, say, I'm going to walk in my authority. Say it, make the devil mad. I'm going to walk in my authority. All because we have the power of prayer. Prayer. Clap your hands. I know you receive the word. We have the power of prayer. Now we're going to do something. It seems unusual, but trust the Holy Spirit. I'm not joking. I'm not playing. If you can participate, all of you watching at home, I'm not going to leave you out. Lift your hands as high as you possibly can as high as you possibly can Father as we stretch our hands thank you that you're going to extend our lives you're going to extend our joy you're going to extend our peace you're going to extend our calmness in the name of Jesus we believe we believe come on say we believe we believe we believe believe. We believe. We believe. Now say, I believe. 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 Now give God praise in his house. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessings blessings in Jesus name. Next week we'll go a little deeper as we close out chapter 16. It's going to be spectacular when we close out this divine verse next week. Love you. Thank God for you. To everyone watching this broadcast we love you. Continue to be blessed in Jesus name. Help me out Emmanuel family. Peace. God bless you for listening to this message. It is our prayer that you receive it in Jesus' name. Emmanuel Church is building, changing, and inspiring lives through the power of Jesus Christ.